see. Hello. I see my spike right there. No, that was mine. No, that was you coughing. But that Why are count. you claiming a cough spike? That's just dumb. <laughs> like, now you're just, you're, now you're just entitled. I made noise. Yeah. I was entitled. Like, no. He wanted to make sure I was making noise. Holy crap. I'm just you know, pointing I just out that I made Are we recording? Noise. We're, of course we're recording. We're always recording. Oh. We're at least expected it. Hey! But, uh, I just realized. Uh, what? But, uh, we are... We're in our 10th episode. Episode 10, isn't it? Yeah, this is episode 10. Oh, God, episode 10. We made it to 10. People are listening to us, and it scares me. Yes. (laughs) Narrated by Liam Neeson. Yes, narrated by Liam Neeson. Yes. Uh, We're watching Road Night right now. Yes. Because it's a wonderful movie, and you're watching Michael Dunlop. I think it's Michael. Yes, the Dunlops. What's Michael walking up? And William's standing there. Yeah, if if you like the TT races... This is a kind of a must-watch, even though I've never seen it. There's yet. no kind of you have to watch this. If yeah. you know anything about the TT, you know about the Dunlop brothers, both sets, um, and it's one of those things where it's a section of history that isn't really known by every a lot of people here in the states, just because the TT has only become famous since YouTube. Well, I. I kind of knew what the TT was, you know, back in the late 90s. But yeah, but it wasn't it, nearly what it is now. Right, right. Just like MotoGP. MotoGP mm-hmm. wasn't really that big in the U.S. until... Nikki. Yeah. All I can picture right now is just, I don't know who you Ouch. are or what you want, but I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> and I will race you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but no, the, 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 a lot of the old school vintage photos and everything, the footage, you watch it and go, these guys are in... Same. Right. There's a section where it shows them racing in the mid antrium race, and it's just, I, it makes me, it, it sent me sick to use Neil Hodgson's words. It made me nauseous. They were going so fast on a road that is narrower than my driveway. Right. It is in, it, no. It's, abs- no, there's no way. And, no way. And it's just gotten more and more insane every year. You have a driveway? My parents' driveway. I wouldn't want to be doing. I figured it'd make more, more of a Yeah, point. I really don't want to do more than <laughs> ten miles an hour on your driveway, there, Daniel. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, anyway, <clears throat> so but I guess let's give us the official welcome. Welcome to episode ten of Wingman's Garage. Hey, Wingman's ten. Yahoo! The Wingman. Dollar. The nameless one. The yeah, nameless the nameless one. wonder. And Daniel, the pretty boy. And joining us tonight is Tina Vita. The She's Tina Vita. Hanging out. Tina Vita, just hanging out. Um, she'll pipe up if she has something. Yeah, if she doesn't have something go, actually to say. If, if she not. hasn't fallen into a food coma. <gasps> yes, scrumptious food. I Seems like, like food. the only time I ever actually cook, she's managed to be there both times. Normally so, it's just crappy pizza and beer. Maybe there's a reason why I come over on those particular <laughs> days. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Dun dun dun. And <laughs> the truth is out. There we go. So, I'm like a boner in sweatpants. <laughs> what? Yikes. I said it. What? Anyway. So I guess on that note, you know, is there... Let's see. What's happened this week of, of note? EBR's back. Yes. EBR has started. He's finally back. EBR has started production again, and they will be rolling out bikes. The first bikes will be able to be purchased next week. And it's so awesome because even though I can't afford the bikes as of this point right now, and I would have to get rid of the BMW to get one... I adore the 1190RX, or the uh, 
Yeah, the full fairy <sighs> bike. Yes, the full I fairy. love that bike. In the yellow. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge red guy, but I love that bike. In he yellow. secretly wants a Ducati. No, he does not secretly want a Ducati. We've already had this discussion. <laughs> well, we can rehash it. We can rehash it. Yes, we'll do that later. But we'll talk about all the new stuff in the next. Why I, after the break we'll talk about why Daniel doesn't want a Ducati. Uh, and then um, EBR's back. I'm really excited about that just because you know America as a nation can we can create amazing things. amazing things. We can create a Corvette. Well, just to stick with you know moving and that kind of yes that bike moving objects like. The Corvette, the Viper, which unfortunately is going away again. The F-14 Tomcat. F-14, F-15, F-16, F-22. Maybe not so much the 22, though I think they're awesome looking. Well, the 22, anyway, we're not getting into military vehicles at this point. I think the 14 and the 18 had to be the best ones. Nope. Um, Anyway, uh, from that to Corvettes and Camaros and new Camaros and new Mustangs and a Challenger SRT-8. Mm-hmm. Hellcat that comes from the factory with 700 horsepower. Yep. We can build all this crazy stuff when we put our mind to it, but we but, can't. But what do we build motorcycle wise? Tractors. Yeah. Really? We build Harley. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not downplaying the importance of Harley. And, of course, Indian was awesome bikes back in the day. <sighs> yeah. But. And thank God Indian's back. Yes. The resurgence yes. of Indian is wonderful. It gives everybody a lot more stuff. And you know what? I saw a really nice article about the down the downplay of Harley right now. Because Harley's losing mm-hmm. a lot of market share. Yep. Because they've been building the same, and I can say this, the same crap. I worked at Harley. Yep, so have I. You know, and we that's... both worked at Harley dealerships. It's all the same stuff. New hand grip for 2015. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, come on, guys. And you know, it's like, they've been building bikes since, what, 19, was it 1901? Two. Yeah, 1902. I should know this. But, uh. They just finally decided to bring out a water-cooled bike. They've been water-cooled two, three years ago. It was the Ultra Classic. And we're not counting the V-Rod, because the V-Rod... The V-Rod... The Harley guys don't count the V-Rod. I adore that bike, but the Harley... It's a Porsche. It is a Porsche-designed motor. Yeah. Porsche and Eric Buell helped do that one. Yep. But it's one of those things where it's like, seriously? You build a motor whose technology has been antiquated for the last 20 years... Mm Mm-hmm. And now you just said, oh, we're going to do water-cooled. And people that are sitting there going, oh, I don't want water-cooled. Have you ever ridden a water-cooled bike? <laughs> I can tell you this much. You're not going to cook yourself no. sitting near traffic. I just want to make a point about water-cooled bikes. <clears throat> 2013 Ducati Monster 1100 Evo. 105 horsepower. 2014 Monster 1200 water-cooled. 145 horsepower. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say anything because I'll be on something that isn't water-cooled. So. Well, see, no, there's a difference between the thing that you're getting that's air-cooled and the t- thing that we're oh, talking yeah. about that is air-cooled. Yeah. And again, Harley's biggest strength, and again, not bashing on Harley, their biggest strength is they are constantly looking back yep. at the things they've done. And when all you do is look back, there's no forward progress. Mm-mm. I mean, yes, they've come out with the Street 500 and the Street 750. Those are actually really good Those are cool-looking bikes. Those are, cool bikes. Those are good, good little enough bikes. for Captain America to ride. But actually, he rode that, and then he rode a breakout. Yeah, he did ride a breakout also. The breakout, I like that bike, but again, it's a heritage, and heritages don't ride right to me. Yeah, they're good for what they are. But yeah, outside of being the same bike mm-hmm. with just bigger engines. Granted, there have been some minor improvements to the engine, but still, it's the same thing. It's not an Evo engine. The Evo engines no. now are turds. Yeah, but still. But we'll get the hate mail. Oh, I've got a hundred thousand miles on my Evo. Yeah, how many times you got to change the interior and the internal overheat? Right. 
But for all these things that we can build in this country, we yeah. can't seem to make a good sport bike. And God love him, Eric. He's a fantastic engineer. He's a maverick and a rebel, but he's a terrible businessman. He's a racer. He's a racer. He doesn't know how to do business. And thankfully, the people that bought the company from him this time seem to know and seem to want to do this. So they've got a five-year plan because I don't think Eric actually ever had that. He was just kind of half flying by the seat of his pants. But the bikes are coming. They're getting that rock and rolling. We will probably see the adventure bikes soon, probably within the next year or two, because that's a huge market they need to be into. Huge market all of a sudden. Because the Ulysses is utterly wonderful. That is a good bike. It's utterly horrendous looking but yes i'll agree it's a great bike. it's a great adventure bike and you find me a good looking adventure bike other than a multi i don't worry i'll wait i mean the only one i can think of is the one you just mentioned yeah the multi short that's a true adventure bike you know yeah it's not really a true adventure bike that's yeah. a that's an italian adventure See, bike. Uh, i guess not, i'm weird yeah. because i really like the 800 tiger and right. the Triumph Africa, I mean Triumph, the Honda Africa Twin. But and I like the FJ09. But they again, aren't attractive the, motorcycles. Would you want to? Would when you walked out to a garage and you had something under floodlights and you had anything to pick, would it be an adventure bike? No. All right, then. Well, we already had this conversation yeah. earlier. Again, Multistrada. I, if I saw one of those in a dark room, I'd probably try to sleep with it. Did what you, dude, you would try and do that in broad daylight. Yes, that's true but also. Anyway. Um, Unless it's a Multistrad 1100, in which case I'd probably run and scream. That's one ugly motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It's a really... I'm not saying it was pretty. I'm just saying it was a good adventure bike. Yeah. <clears throat> the Ulysses. Great adventure bike. Especially considering what engine it had in it. Yeah. Considering it's a 1200 sporty motor. Yeah. 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 But but hey, I think Eric Bull, Eric Buell did push that engine to its limits. Yeah, and Harley had the only reason why Harley was keeping him around because they wanted him to build the blast mm-hmm. and just keep the blast moving, which <laughs> the was the B last, which was a turd. Oh, I remember watching that video of him crushing the blast into a little tiny cube. Yep. Oh, what a great thing that, that was! So much fun. Yep. And then with the eleven twenty five, he tried his hardest, but he was still hamstrung by Harley, mm-hmm. and then they cut him loose. But whatever. Hey, what we're I know I spent plenty of time on an XV twelve R. Yeah. And it just never I'll give it it was actually a reasonably comfortable comfortable bike. It well, handled fairly well. Wait, yes, we are. And as much as I wanted to like that bike, I never ever ever felt like it had the right motor in it. Well, that was because that was all that he could work with. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to... It, when you're sitting there having to work with a boat anchor, you've got the anchor out the whole time, then, mm-hmm. then you know, it, you're, you're pissing in the wind to begin with. I mean, when they raced that XBRR mm-hmm. and Formula Extreme, the size of the valve, the intake valve on this thing, is bigger than a Coke can. Right. I mean, it was obscene. I've, you look at the cylinder head, and you're looking at it, and you're going, excuse me. Wow, that's awful. what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. I think a little bit of that might have gone on Tina. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I guess that's me. what happens when you have yeah. a, a valve the size of a Coke can. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's The bike was really quiet, for one, which was really weird. But On several reasons. Yeah. 
But you looked at it and you, they were melting pistons and practice sessions and stuff. And it's like, why are you sitting there trying to run with this when all you got to do is get a liquid cooled twin at 1100 or 1200 cc's and you're already faster than everybody in the paddock? Yep. Again, I'm sure a lot of it still had to do with the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. Eric was wearing that ball and chain called Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. But it was terrible when they cut him loose because they did him wrong. That was really bad. It but is. anyway, we'll go on. We'll stop. We'll get off of that. Just, we're just glad back. to see him back. We're excited to see him back. It's The bike has a lot of potential mm-hmm. um, as a road bike, as a track day bike, yeah. as a club racing bike. Yeah. I just hope we get to see him do well enough to expand past this same point that he's been stuck in for the last few years. Yeah. To actually come out with maybe a small bike, mm-hmm. like a lightweight, like a lightweight twins bike, maybe yeah. run like a 750 V twin mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit bigger. Um, hell bring the lightning back. Right. Like the old school lightning. Ah, yeah. that bike looked awesome. I love that bike. That's but anyway, street fighter. Yeah. And then, but honestly, the other hot bike that's going right now, Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about the first the launch ride for the Thruxton R, yes. which is the spiritual successor and what needs to be the successor to the Sport Classic Ducati, which is Tyler's favorite motorcycle of all time. It seems um, that thing, hundred horsepower, eighty five pound feet of torque, show a BPF front shock, sexiness. O- oh, Olin's rear shocks. Brembo radial calipers, spoke wheels, good tires on mm-hmm. it. It looks the business. Yes. It looks like one of these bikes that you see on Bike Exif and, you know, Cafe Racer Dreams mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. It, and I say you throw that dustbin fairing on oh, it. Oh, the dustbin fairing on it, and it let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. And you could do a track day with it. That thing mm-hmm. would be a monster oh, heavyweight, you know twins would, bike, heavyweight twins bike. You know what would look good on that bike? Huh? Like a... Uh, Me? A Rickman fairing? Yeah, a Rickman fairing. Or yeah. a, a Dunstall. 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 Or hell, just a, a dustbin fairing. Or hell, take off the headlight, throw a number plate on it with the old mesh-style fly screen like the Manxes used to Heck have. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. But that bike there, that would be, again, that would be a really fun heavyweight twins race mm-hmm. bike. You're not going to win because you're going up against RC8s and Ducati, you know, 1299s and all that yeah. mess. But, I mean, you could run it in... The Thruxton Cup? Thruston Cup. Well, I don't know if they're going to let them run that in the Thruston yeah. Cup because they're still running the, the 900. Well, you never know. They might. But, dude, I'm not kidding you. A Thruxton Cup bike on a track day is very surprising to people. People don't people see that and they go, oh, it's just a Thruxton. And then, yeah, that thing. And yeah. then when you sit there and you leave yes. and yes. you go around the outside of somebody on R6, they get pissed. <laughs> it's really fun to watch that. And the Thruxton Cup just sounds like you're in the 1960s. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just those parallel twins just flat, yeah. you know, all the time. So much fun. <laughs> I'll say I'm sitting here looking at this thing. Tyler's looking at it, and he's, he's I'm, I'm going to need to, like, scoot away from him. <laughs> yeah, he's drooling. Um, there's two distinct things that I've noticed, though, because I'm a, I'm a big Sport Classic fan, and don't get me wrong, I love the Paul Smart edition. Yeah. But I like it without the fairing. Yeah. Better than with the fairing. With that one? No, the Sport Classic. Okay, yeah. The, oh, the Smart Thruxton so R, beautiful. I think, looks better with the fairing than without. Well, see, that's just... And that's, it's just in the body lines of the bike. Yeah, that's the body lines of the bike, because uh, that Paul Smart, it seemed like... They did, the, what was the GTS 1000C yeah. or whatever? It's almost like they just, oh, okay, we can do a Paul Smart with this, and they painted it silver uh, 
powder coated the frame mm-hmm. teal and put that thing on there. They didn't really plan on it. So right. it's probably like they're sitting around, oh, we need to do it with the Paul Smart, the Virgin. Right. <laughs> well, then again, you know. <laughs> then, they horrible got pe- accent. Then, they, then they went and got pizza. So, so tell me, what does pesto mean? Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. But, you know, again, at the same time, that when they came out with the Paul Smart edition, these bikes weren't popular. No. This you, style, the, the retro bike wasn't I talk, in vogue. I talked to the owner of the local Ducati shop, asking him about it right after Tron hit. Mm-hmm. You know, he came, I asked him, I'm like, hey, what's the deal on a sport classic? He goes, when we had them, I couldn't give them away. Couldn't give them away. Now, I can't get find enough of them. He's like, if I had 15 of them, I'd sell them in a day. It's just, it's one of those things where the Sport Classic came out way before its time. Mm-hmm. Way too before early time. for its way time. Way too early. Just like Kawasaki's W650. Yeah. Back in 2000, 2001. The Those only... things are still kicking around. Oh, yeah. They're still awesome bikes. Apparently, the only retro bike that did good in its time, or in that time period, was uh, the Bonneville. Well, the Bonneville was good because it had a Triumph name Exactly. On. That's why it worked. Um and they were really the motor in that was really tunable. Mm-hmm. You could do pretty much throw any kind of, any grouping of parts at it and make it really nice. I mean, I've seen because they started off as a carbureted what eight sixty five. Yes, I saw guys putting nine nine twenty two kits in it with cams and flat side carbs and getting one hundred and five horsepower out of it, and just they called them the barking mad bonnies. <laughs> Those things were, I mean, wheelies on mm-hmm. everything. It was such a neat bike, but but the the performance cafe thing is going is the next big deal. Yes, and thank God we're moving away from the bloated chopper. Yeah, craze. that's thankfully that has kind of died away. You know, it, I mean, it's still there. There's still a place for it and everything else. Right. But what's popular now isn't the p- choppers. Mm-hmm. It's well, bobbers are kind of out there still, but they're a completely well, different animal. Well, Triumph has a bobber coming. It's probably going to come out at the end of the year. That it's a buddy seat, no rear seat. It's a you know bare a, rear fender. It's a good looking bike. It's a good looking the bike. There's, there's spy shots of it that pop up every once in a while, but they're in final testing. They're fi- they're in final prototyping right now for the bike, and it looks good. That's a fun bike. It's one of the, it looks really good. It's one of those that could be on my radar for my next for the next addition to the collection because I need something that's a little bit more relaxed. Right. As much as I would love a Thruxtonar, I don't need another bike that's low and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Honestly, I, that street twin that they've got, that 900, that's actually more what I'd be into. Yep. Because that bike actually looks really neat and it's a really easy price point to get into. Mm-hmm. So. And not to mention, you know, like the street twin. Yeah. It's a, it's a great bike for someone who's, just getting into it and kind yeah. of has ridden a little bit mm-hmm. and can graduate out of the 250 class yeah. into something that they'll probably keep forever. Yeah. And they run for forever as long as you take care of them. Right. Again, I probably wouldn't recommend it to, you know, someone the size of Artina Ar- here for a first bike. Well, she did get a bolt for her first bike. That is true, but it's so a lower seat. It yeah. is a lower seat. And the way they, the way that Triumph weights their stuff, it's a really top heavy. Right. So it's kind of hard if, you're smaller, like Miss Tina here. She can't really pick the bikes up because of the way that's weighted. So, you know, it's a lot easier for her to do for people of smaller stature to get on a bolt to get on whatever that what is it the six fifty Kawasaki. Oh, the Vulcan S. Yeah, the, it's yeah. easier for them to get on to something like that where 
you know, it's just lighter and it's easier it to move helps around. helps their confidence level. Yeah. Yeah. So, what yeah. is up with your Apple TV? Why is it not playing anymore? I have a feeling everybody's sucking up bandwidth. Oh, well, everybody get uh, off your... I'm not on Wi-Fi anymore for that reason. Everybody get so. off your Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, get all the way I think it's the rest of the occupants oh, I got you. in the area here. Gotcha. But, uh... But that's the that's two things that are coming. Um, the MotoGP testing ended. Oh, that's true. That was this last week. Who it's... ended out up on top? Oh, Lorenzo. Yeah, Lorenzo was on top. Um, he finished out on top, and then it was oh, it was a it was a Ducati. It was a it wasn't Scott Redding? Was it? it? May have been. Hang on, let me check. It may have been Scott Redding. <laughs> Because it was a Pramac Ducati that was second, and then Vinales was third. Mm-hmm. Rossi did, ended up being fifth. I didn't realize Bautista went to Aprilia. He's hating life right now. Yeah. Which Aprilia also did um, unveil their RSGPs. Bike looks good, but God love Aprilia. They cannot build a, G, a full-on GP bike. Oh. They just can't do it. They've <laughs> As long as they don't make another cube, I think most of the riders will be okay. Well, not even that. Well, the cube was so technologically advanced, they just they got into it and didn't realize what they were actually building. They are building a firebomb for Collins, yeah. is what they were well, doing. Yeah, they could, you can't just stick a huge motor in there and expect it to work. It's not going to happen. You have to take into consideration... You know, chassis flex and suspension geometry and everything else. They just built something really stiff, a huge, what it ended up being was probably a huge 250 and put 250 horsepower in it. And there it went. Yeah. You know, yeah, Scott Redding, he was second. Maverick, Mar- Marquez was fourth. Rossi was fifth. Rossi was two hundredths of a second behind him. Um, trying to think there. Uh, see who else is. But Danny was down in 14th. So apparently they went the wrong way huh. with setup. Um, Crushlow had a pretty bad crash. The, he crashed and the bike landed on him, apparently. But he's okay. But I'll say this Maverick Vinales, mm-hmm. when Danny's contract is up at the end of the year, Danny better watch it. Yeah, we gotta keep our eyes on him because Maverick's coming, and I th- want to say all the con- all the factory teams' contracts are up at the end of the year. Yeah, a lot of them are because yeah, because Lorenzo and Rossi's are up. Rossi wants to stay with Yamaha mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Yes, Lorenzo wants to stay at Yamaha too. He'd be stupid to leave. Right, but we've seen dumber things happen. Um, I just don't know if I see the two of them staying together. Yeah, that's the tough one. That's the tough one because Rossi is a marketing dream still. Yes. But Loren and Lorenzo's so dour, nobody wants to talk to him. Have you? I don't know if anybody here's seen that hitting the apex yet. No, not yet. Oh, I've got it. It's great. It's on. I've got it on my iTunes, but it's really good. Um, Lorenzo, in certain instances, you're watching it and just looks. He ends up looking like a bitch. <laughs> in a couple of them because that argument that him and Simoncelli had right in the press conference and I'm like and then you watch how it went down you're like no that was a hard racing maneuver mm-hmm. quit being a just quit being a vagina well there's and, a lot of that going on yeah it's 
We need to be safe. Yeah, but you also need to, well, that's down to one person. But, you know, you need to be safe, but you also need to realize that, hey, you know, if somebody's going to chop your nose off, it's yeah. called track justice. Yeah. Don't do it in the press conference. Do it on the track. Right. I've done, I've seen it done. I've done it. You know, you take somebody wide a little bit mm-hmm. and say, hey, don't do that again. And then if they keep coming, you keep, it's just like in a fight. You don't sit there and let somebody walk all over you. You right. fight back. Yeah, just Rossi probably did it the wrong way. If he'd have done it, he could have done what he did. If he'd have kept his mouth shut, the whole tail end of the season would have been completely different. Right. But anyway. Where, what were we talking? Oh, testing. Yeah, we're talking about testing. And uh, then... Um, on that note, uh, Yamaha just fully endorsed uh, Rossi's uh, camp. His training really? camp. Rossi's ranch? Or, yeah, the... the yeah. To, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, something like they'll be providing uh, 100 bikes for his... Uh, for the camp? For the camp. For the well, people who he's training. It's one of those things where it's not... They're not giving you... Um, R1s or anything like that. No, They're giving no. you TTR 125s. Yeah, probably. the smaller bikes. It's about R2 like, it's about, pro- it's probably a little bit better hookup than Colin Edwards gets. Yes, yes. So that, because it's pretty much the same thing. It's just, Rossi is, if you, because he's got that Moto3 team, mm-hmm. which they actually won the championship this year. Did they? I think they did. I don't follow Moto3, so. Well, I, I don't know. I watch it just because you can see who's going to come through and who's not. Because Mark Marquez's brother, Mm-hmm. Who is, who Mark says is faster than him, huh. is on Moto Two this year. Wow! So if he does goes through and does two good years at Moto Two, Marquez and, came from Moto. Oh yeah, Marquez yeah, came yeah. up through Moto Two. Yeah. Marquez was a nut job on Moto Two. Well, he's a nut job anyway. Well, yeah, and good some or of, bad. Some of the passes I saw him put on people in Moto Two, some of the laps that he put in, the first lap at Valencia one uh, the the year he won the championship. I don't think the rev limiter dropped below 11,000 the whole race, or the whole first lap. Yeah. It was obscene. Just, every, he was all over the place. Amazing lap. He's still kind of an idiot, but <laughs> whatever. Nice. So, that's going to be kicking off real soon. That's going to be uh, Qatar two weeks. Yeah, I two think. weeks from now. Because Thailand is this weekend for huh. MotoGP, for World Superbike. Oh, and, have to... Go ahead. I was like, I just have to say, I, I think it's impressive seeing <coughs> Suzuki. Oh, yeah. um, Suzuki's you know, fighting for a top spot. In Finally, GP. well, Suzuki's always had the issue where they can build a great bike mm-hmm. that'll handle and carry corner speed and everything else. They just can't put a motor under anybody. Schwantz was when Schwantz was riding; it was the same way. It was great, but he'd get walked down the front straight. But it was Kevin, and Kevin. As uh, what's Michael Scott? Mm-hmm. He you know most entertaining rider he's ever seen. He's like, we'll try anything. He didn't, Kevin didn't care. Of course, he could get away with it. And then in newer or more recent years, Hopper couldn't. Hopper could. Well, there's that's a. That, of course, that was right before Suzuki kind of bowed out too. Yeah, Hopper. John Hopkins, if you don't know, yeah, who Hopper Hopkins is. is a very he's hot and cold. Yeah. He's a very he's a fantastic rider. He does very well. He's a very good rider. He, he damn near won the BSB title two years ago. I was going to ask what happened to him. I haven't, I haven't heard his name. He's in a back long time. on. He's on a Yamaha team in BSB with. Uh, he's on Tommy Bridewell's team, I think. Huh. 
Another name I haven't heard in a while. Not Brian. Tommy. Tommy Hill. That's his name. Tommy Hill's a team on an R1. So he's pretty much ridden for everybody now, manufacturer-wise. Because he was under Ducati a little bit last year when Jakob Spurs got hurt at BSB. And he took his spot for the rest of the year and did pretty well on the 1290, on the And then they he got picked up on the R1 for this year. And he's been doing, they've been doing testing. They did testing at Cartagena this year, this weekend. Um, I don't have times on me, but right. Hopkins is, Hopkins is very fast. He's very good. He's a mm-hmm. very tough fighter. I used to enjoy watching him ride. Oh, I always, and, and if he does reasonably well, you're pretty much guaranteed probably the nastiest wheelie you'll see on a weekend. <laughs> right. I mean, that one shot of him in 2000, was it 2007? Yes. Where he's on the, I mean, he's at 12 o'clock coming down the front straight. I mean, just staring at the crowd. Uh, just right, right, just walking one. It's so just, it's amazing to watch. Yes. But, yeah, that's going to be, a, BSB looks, it's, well, British Superbike's the strongest national championship there is. Um, but, it's in not- other news, speaking about national championships, poor Jake Lewis. Did you see this? Uh-uh. Jake Lewis almost Neil Hodgson himself. Really? Crashed his brains out and hurt his arm pretty bad, and he's going to have to have surgery. So he's out for three months. Nice. So he's going to miss like the first two or three races for AMA. And then Yoshimura, there was rumors that Yoshimura was going to drop him for the year because he couldn't race, you know, because he's hurt. They're not going to put him on a bike that he's not going to be able to ride. They're not going to keep a bike open. But they ended up there. They kept him, which is good for Yoshimura. Good for you, you know. Thank you for keeping him on, for keeping him on there because I'm a fan. But they had 50 people contact them trying to get into that open 50 spot. 50 different riders trying to get that bike. So if I was Jake, I would be asking who called that's in the AMA paddock <laughs> because I'm gonna put a ooh, I'm gonna stuff one of them. Nice. So that's just, well, that's just me being vindictive, but whatever. <laughs> but that's that. Yeah. Yep. I think what we'll do is uh, we'll take our break. Mm-hmm. Then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk about a few things like uh, my recent adventures in Craigslist land. And why Daniel doesn't want to do Cotty. <laughs> and why I do. So yeah. we'll be back in just a minute. See you. Enjoy our intermission. Hey, guys. As you probably already know, um, this show is funded out of our own pockets Uh, we have funding for those of you listening thanks for sticking with us through this entire time but we're looking to try and do more and expand out and do greater things to that end join us on patreon.com backslash wingman's garage there's other things that we could possibly talk about that we know we might have kicking around our heads and people who fund us on patreon will be the first ones to know so again please check us out on patreon.com backslash wingman's garage your support would be truly appreciated. And back to the show. I can't. I just. Uh, I can live with them if they're about half that size. I don't like the bike. I don't like it. Or if they just move it back down. My favorite part of that. I'm a huge thing, Ducati fan, but I will say I've never thought they were the best looking bike on the track. They never have been. It's now, I tell you what, one of my favorite real. bikes of all time was uh, was the ZXRR. Oh, the green one? Yeah. That black one that Blanchard well, had. As a matter of fact, Hopkins rode for what? Two years? Rode for a year or two. That was, was one because he had... ZXR? Yeah. Before? That's because what he had... had Screamer engine? That's oh. because he had... That's the only reason why Hopper got that route because he had Monster money. Right. He brought Monster. He was the first guy to be sponsored GP by Monster. 
course, he had that back when he ran AMA for a year here. Right. Now, I do like this bike, but I like last year's bike better. Mm. I still like the Desmond Siege. Take the wings off. It's really not bad. <laughs> Speaking of wings, now that we're back. Huh. Oh, wait, we're back? Shit. Yeah, we're back. Why not? We're um, since we're here. Let's talk about... What? Another bike with wings. What bike? A little more wings? obtainable for some people. What what, what bike? The H two. H two. Let's what? talk about the H two again. Let's go back to this bike. Um, for anyone who uh, has hopes and dreams of owning an H two and doing everything they can to it, give up. Um, let's do it this way. Let's put it this way. Um, we have a gentleman that bought an H two. He's incredibly stoked about this bike, and he should be. Um, he's kind of running out of things to do to it. So is it Joey. Oh, no, not Joey. Oh, the the kid. Yes, this kid. Um, great guy. I actually enjoy talking to him a lot. And you can tell he really is enthusiastic about this bike. But You need to be brushed, Cat. Yes, he does. We're starting to run out of things to do. So we, what do we start doing? We start looking up body work. Oh, God. And at this point, what, what body work can we look up for this bike other than for the H2R? Oh, let's talk about how expensive that must be. Oh, yeah. So the H2R is different in that it has carbon fiber bodywork. It has no headlights. Um, instead of mirrors, it has these wings like we're seeing on all the GP bikes. What are you looking for over there? Brush, because that cat is bugging the it's downstairs. Oh, downstairs. Yes, yeah. Um. <laughs> so, you want to talk about wings. So there's four of them on this bike. Two oh, where yeah. the mirrors are, two down below. Yeah. I want you to take a guess at how much one of the wings costs. Oh gosh! Um, just one, just one. Because the top, well, the top fairing was how much you told me. No, no, that was for the H two. That was stage two. That was the H two. Oh Jesus! Um, are we talking about the top, the mirrors, or the, the ones with the mirrors in it, the ones without? Let's just talk about the ones that replace the mirrors for the H two R. I'm going to guess a mirror is probably. Now remember, the H two R does not have mirrors. Oh, it's got where the mirror would be. Yes. Um, it's. Gonna be four seventy five aside. No. Keep going. Oh God, that's more expensive than a BMW like car mirror. Um, seven fifty. Keep going. Are you kidding me? In fact, double it. Fifteen hundred dollars aside. A wing, and there's four of them. Jesus. All together. Six. Wait. Six grand just for the wings. Six grand just for the wings. Just for the wings. Now, uh, we've gone and re- actually priced out pretty much all the body work that he would have to replace to make it H2R spec. Yeah. Came up to just around eighteen five for the body work. Screw that. Has he looked has, has he looked at that Trickstar bike? I'm pretty that sure he one? has. I'm pretty sure he has. Find out. But, because that, that thing was obscene. Yeah. But anyway, but 18 and a half? Yep. Uh, is it pre? It's not pre-preg. It's dry-laid carbon, isn't it? Yeah, and it's painted, also. Oh God! And it's got that really soft gray paint, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm out. I'm no God no. But eighteen and a half. I can buy me a really nice ZX10 and race it for a year. Yeah. Now that being said, imagine how much one of the wings on these GP bikes. Costs. I don't want to even think about these right. wings on these GP bikes. <laughs> so I guess that's enough about the winglet war here. Um, all we know, all I know, is Rossi doesn't like them. No. I believe I can fly. <laughs> yeah, Rossi does not like them at all. He's when they ran it in testing this year. He's like, I, I don't feel a difference. And if that man can't feel a difference, nobody can. Right, right. Unless it's, it's Luca Catalora, and he's a 
human data logger. But honestly, I think it's just it's the trend, like throwing your leg out when you're cor- cor- throwing yourself into a corner, or uh, dragging elbows, dragging shoulders. Well, I think well, they've actually talked about this. If you watch, say why well, the only person you can really watch that has ridden from then to now is Rossi. You watch Rossi's riding style from 2000. Very upright. He gets his butt off mm-hmm. the seat, but he doesn't really move his shoulders and his head around. Yeah. It's very rooted in the 80s stuff. Whereas now, because of the way the tires have been developed and everything else, you have to hang the piss off this bike. Mm-hmm. Like, you're all the way off, and the bike, you you might be all the way off of the bike's only at 33 degrees. It's sliding and spinning, mm-hmm. but you're not cranked over. So that's that's a tire thing. That's not really and a bike setup thing. Or a, yeah, that's not really a trend. That's just the fastest way to make these bikes work. Yeah, but again, you didn't really ever see this until who Marquez. Yeah, that's. But the, the thing is, Bridgestone being Bridgestone now Michelin, your um, spec tire guys, your spec tire supplier isn't going to supply. You know, let the testing go to the guys at the back. Right. They're not going to develop the bike with the tires with that guy in mind. They're going to put, you know, whoever's fastest. That's what they're going to use. So the fastest guy for two years was Marquez. Look how right. he rode. Now yeah. you everybody has has to ride like that to go faster. Right. You know, if Rossi was going as fast as he could. Now I will say this: he's just signed up. He's just brought Catalora in mm-hmm. to help him, which is a huge deal because. You have the arguably the greatest of all time bringing in a rider coach to help him. Yeah, that's a big deal. Well, just wait until you see the big deal over here. Tyler's going to be dragging his left shoulder into a right hand corner. Yeah. What? Get it? Get it? <laughs> that no. That'll be the new trend. That'll be how I was two weeks ago sliding down. It'll be like a it'll be like a knack knack on road course racing, and we'll call it the tie tie. <laughs> Boom, and that just walks away. I don't even know what that means. Like, what does that even... <laughs> Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. That's like a hard reset, like on my brain right now. Like a paper clip, you know? You reach and you hit the back of my head, and it's like a... I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Whatever. Um, oh, that's awesome. All right, what What now? What are we going to talk about now? Oh, let's talk about the recent adventures in podcasting. If you've been listening for the last couple of weeks... You've been Which we them. thank you if you have. If you have been, thank you very much. We really um, appreciate it. I've been battling with the thought of getting rid of my hyper sport bike in favor of a hyper motard. It's not been really a battle. It's been more along the lines of him trying to talk himself into keeping the 14, whereas me, Tyler, and everyone else are going to get rid of that thing. <laughs> it's not that it's a bad bike or the bike he needs to get away from it because there's maintenance or anything like that. No. No. It's just that thing is not what where you do and not what we want him to come ride with us about. So that's how why we picked on Chris for the ZX-14. Yes. So my ZX-14 is officially up for sale. Um, yep. It's been on Craigslist. Actually, it's been on for Craigslist for a lot longer than this, but it's only really been put out yeah. there recently. And if you've ever done Craigslist, and I know other podcasters have their rants and uh, about the people they run into, but, oh boy, have I run into some some winners. You have had some winners. I've had some real winners. 
And you know, the funniest thing is most of the times scams come in and you you have to expect at least a couple of these guys trying to scam you. Yeah. But I have to wonder, is it just the same person doing it? Or do they all have like this secret handbook of like pre-printed I think stuff it's, they copy and paste? Because they all sound the same. I think it's one of those things where they're all trolls mm-hmm. and they don't understand... Basic English due to the budget cuts for our education system and everything else. People are just that stupid. So they might be different people, but people are just dumb. Right. So, yeah, you get the guy that's asking about your Kawazuki hibachi <laughs> and dumb shit like that. Well, I mean, it's not that I can tell what's a real person, but it's always the dear sir. I am inquiring about your Kawasaki ZX-14, $6,000, Nashville, Tennessee. That's is probably, it, the because they've got the, the show interest button on Craigslist, so that's right. probably what that is. Please kindly inform me if this uh, bike is still available. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know a single person from the U.S. that says, kindly inform me. Only if you're being really passive-aggressive. That's the only time you're ever going to use kindly in any kind of sentence. I've still never heard someone legitimately say that. You haven't been around very many very many people that I have to deal with. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's always the same thing. Yep. You, it's always the same reply. I am a, an army officer currently serving in Kuwait. Uh, do you please inform me if you will accept PayPal and I will have my brother pick it up for me because it is truly for him. No. Or, my name is such and such, and I work on an off rig, uh, offshore oil rig. Yeah. Uh, really? Because I could have swore you just messaged me from four different numbers. Yeah. So, I, I, I like to have fun with these Oh, people. yeah. You sent me some stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yes, I, I like fucking with them a lot, because they deserve it. Yep, they do. Yes. Every last bit of it. Yeah. But, at the same time... You, do, you truly do have the people who are actually interested. And, you know, my my listing says, we'll trade for a Ducati Hypermotard, a Multistrada. Uh, I think I even threw a KTM out there or two. And that's it. Please, no cars, trucks, or firearms. Yeah. Granted, I love firearms. But you already have enough. You can never have enough. But that, that's just what not I what mean. I want. They're just not what I'm looking for. Yet, I still have guys offering me their Jeep Liberties. Oh, God. Uh, Maybe Jeep Liberties some money. Right? Not even then. Not, I had someone throw out a busted, I want to say it was a 96 Civic. Oh, Christ. Primered on its, you know, steel wheels. Yeah. Heck, we probably and, know this guy. And I asked him, it's like, are you intending to throw cash in with that? It's like, no, straight up trade. Like, okay. You're... You're an idiot. Nuts. Get away from me. You know? Yeah, it's just... It... Oh, I, I don't understand people. Seriously. No cars or trucks or firearms. Hey, you want to trade for a 1984 Nissan pickup? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> but that being said, the Hypermotard will be finding its way home very, very soon. Yay! Um, I think everything's rolling along pretty nicely on that. And once I have the green light, that bike of mine, the ZX-14, will be gone. Uh, if you're interested, 
no cars, trucks, or firearms. Or boats. Especially boats. Yeah, but no. No, no boats. Boats Ever. mean bring another thousand. Yeah, and if you say that, well, you can sell it really quickly, then great. Sell it quickly. Yeah, why are you talking to me? You sell it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not taking your bass boat. No, God. I wouldn't know what to do with one. Nope. We will take your Mastercraft um, wakeboarding boat as long as it's newer than 2005, though. That's if you want a monster 1100 Evo. Yeah, that's only for a monster. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, we'll sell it and then we'll buy all of us hyper motards. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it's my, been my adventures. And here, have some tail, Tina. Have some tail. <laughs> Got that tail in my mouth. <laughs> the cats have uh, rejoined us here. Um, so, that being said, hyper motard is in the future. Yay! The 2008 hyper motard 1100. Yay! Um, Virtually stock. Did you get mail or something? No. <laughs> I'm excited for him getting his hypermotard. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's been a battle between that and the Multistrata 1200 for a while, but honestly, it's. I love the hi- the Multistrata. I like everything about it. I love the way they look. I love <laughs> yeah. what they, they're capable of doing. But I'm worried about what happens when all those lovely electronic suspension gadgets and ride modes and everything else goes wrong. Oh, yeah. At least I know I can work on the 1100 hyper yep. motard. And those, the, those, uh, as much as we bash the air cooled motors, they're pretty basic. They're about as complicated as a mouse trap. So, wow, that was interesting. Sweet, Jesus, man. There we go. It looks like my spaghetti's a winner. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that came out worse. Gosh. I feel like when it comes to air cooled twins, it's like when somebody says talks about rotaries. The idea of a Desmo can be scary. The idea of a rotary is scary. Yeah, it but, is. For instance, a rotary. Do you understand how a hula hoop works? Yeah, that's how a rotary works. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I've got a rotary sitting in the garage or in my parents' driveway right now. I meant to comment on there. a picture of that the other day. It's a white convertible. Yes, it is. And it's an FC, and I'm going to say it looks like about a 86. No, nope, 91. Oh, really? It's the last. It's one of the last ones they ever made. Yeah. The build date on that. Now that we're going to jump on cars real quick. The build date on that FC is a May of 91. They stopped production on the FC in June. Hmm. So it's one of the last FCs ever built. But anyway, back to the original podcast. <laughs> um, but since we're talking about Ducatis and everything, let's let Daniel explain to you why he doesn't want one. Or why he truly does. Why I truly don't want one. Now, Ducatis are very attractive motorcycles. They're very pretty. They're sty- Stylistically, they're wonderful. The only problem I have with them is this is Italian flair... At its worst, they do a lot of stuff that's really, again, it's very pretty, but when these two guys start talking about, oh, it's the bike's character, you know what character means? It means the bike doesn't work all the time. That means I could hit the button and that thing just go, no, it's August, I'm off work for the month. <laughs> and then when September 1st rolls around, you hit the button and you haven't touched it, done anything, the bike starts right up. Aprilia's don't do that. Really, yeah, start right off the jump. Their electronics, they're a lot better. Maybe now. Well, your Tuano is <laughs> a different story. But yeah, well, MVs are a whole other thing. I'd I'd have an MV in a heartbeat. MV eight hundred dragster or F three Valley. Oh, anything with an eight hundred motor in it, I'm in. I will but, give it that there has been a few occasions when my bike 
Didn't seem the most enthusiastic about starting. Well, you know, when it hasn't started in intervals of, like, weeks. <laughs> but it's one of those things, like... <clears throat> I would, and don't get me wrong, it started every time. But there were many of the colder mornings where it started, ran for about 30 seconds, and then died while yeah, I was putting I my gear on. Yeah, I a few of those. And I'd turn around, and I'd start it again, and die. It's, it's, <laughs> I remember a few. So their cold starting system is not the greatest. Well, my, like my, whole, my whole thing is, if I'm going to have a bike... That I'm gonna ride in the morning. I have okay. If I was a Ducati guy and I wanted one, I would have a Ducati for the weekends. A duck would not be my me personally. If I have to, it has to start on time every time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not gonna use it as a commuter. No 1098s for you. No 1098s no for me. R's. I'll tell. I'll say this: a triple nine R would be one of my track bikes. But notice how I'm going to the racetrack, and I don't have to make it anywhere. I just have to make sure that I get into the, onto the you know pit lane as they're throwing the green flag to go out of the <laughs> session. I ain't worried about having to be late for work, you know. So that's just me. That's why I don't like Ducatis are very pretty motorcycles. They ride interestingly. You have to figure out how to ride them. It's like driving a 911. You kind of have to know how to do it for it to go fast. Right. And I'm perfectly fine with learning how to do it, but I don't know. And parts are expensive. You pay Ducati tax, too. Yeah, you do. So, again, anyway. And local dealerships apparently don't like to give other dealerships discounts. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, because they're the competition. Yep. Yep. But sort of noticed, Italian bikes and Harleys. You call another dealership and like, hey, I work it down at so-and-so. And they're like, yeah, no discount for you. Nope. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you've given all of them that you're talking to discounts where you work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now you call a Honda dealer and say you work at another Honda dealer and they're like, oh yeah, man, we'll hook you up. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's, it's a different mentality and yeah. the dealer network in Ducati isn't nearly as big as your Honda does. Honestly. Right. And they're all a little more uh, elitist anyways at that point. Just give me 10% and I'll shut up. <laughs> How many times have I heard that and you hadn't shut up? That's like a 65 and up tax or, or senior discount. citizen discount. Yeah. Let's see. I have a really, on that note, I have a really funny sticker that I think I've actually lost now. It was a uh, no senior citizen discount. You've had twice as long to get the money. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Goldwing discount? No, uh, do you just bought, you just spent a $40,000 in a bike. I think you can handle paying full price for this. No, my favorite's the gold, the GWRRA. Yeah. Goldwing Restaurant Raiders Association. <laughs> when they had that gold, the wing ding in Nashville, every restaurant in Nashville was overflowing with Goldwing people. Now, I'm like, Goldwing is an amazing motorcycle. Yes. Utterly amazing. I'll say, at the Honda dealership I was working at at the time, we quadrupled our Goldwing order, mm-hmm. like for parts and brake pads and oil filters and everything else, tires. Sold out of it in three days. And they said four days left, and people were still coming looking for shit. Right. I was like, my God. But anyway. Yeah. Goldwing. Uh, now, I got some of my favorite Goldwing people, but I don't know what it is. Again, it's. I want to say it's like the Harley thing. It's got to be. Yeah. But it's. I'm amazed at how cheap the majority of the Goldwing riders are. When they're buying the bike, they don't care. They'll drop oh, the yeah. coin. Yeah. But if they're buying parts for the bike, oh, yeah. no, Almost, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Well, see, it's the, it's the entitlement thing where they just, oh, I just spent $40,000 on a motorcycle. Good for you. Yep. You know? 
I'd rather spend, I'd rather hook up somebody that just spent forty five hundred five grand on a used bike mm-hmm. that you know that's all he had. Yeah, I'll hook him up. But I mean, if you're, yeah. it's like I work at a BMW, the car dealership here. If I've got a guy coming in buying floor mats for a brand new seven series, I'm not hooking you up. Yeah. But if I've got a guy coming in with a need parts for a 1989 E30 325IS, trying to keep it running, trying to keep it running, or trying to make you know make it a little bit more reliable or whatever, yeah, I'm gonna hook you up. You know, it's like it's it's a matter it's of like, fact. It's yeah. like the yeah. famous rich guy discount. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just because it's first in my head. But Chad Krieger walks up to the counter. Who's that? Uh, Nickelback. Let's not talk about it. Oh, the lead singer from Nickel. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Oh, you mean that Chad Krieger? <clears throat> yes, that Chad Krieger. <laughs> <laughs> not the Nickelback guy. Wait, what? Huh? Now you're confusing me. Okay, anyway, the Nickelback. Dude. Okay, so Brad Pitt walks up to okay. the parts oh. counter. Chad <laughs> hooked him up because he's there is someone else that you can view. That, that is true. Okay, uh, we're just on a losing streak here. Picture Tom Wopat. See now, I don't know who that is. Bo Duke. Okay, sure. The dark-headed Duke brother. But that's Duke's a hazard. hazard. Yeah, you gotta hook him up. No, he was a dickhead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was okay. a straight dickhead. For all you listeners out there, take your famous person of dislike of choice. They Justin walk up to Bieber. the parts there counter. There we go. That's there we go. We can all agree Bieber. on that. Justin Bieber walks up to the parts counter. Hey, man, can I? Can you hook me up on this? No. No. But, dude, I'm Justin Bieber, man. That's exactly why you're getting charged. That's why you're paying retail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky I don't kick you in the teeth. Right I hate now. when somebody walks up and pulls in, and they're like, "Oh man." Yeah, check out this Ferrari 458 Italia I just bought. I paid cash for that bitch. Hey, man, this $200 helmet, do you think you could do that like 100 on that? What's the cheapest helmet you got? I want it cheaper. Oh, God. Think... Yeah. Yeah, no. Screw off. Right. <laughs> the guy, no, it's the guys that, and then the guys that complain, oh, we'll give you a free helmet on this. And they're like, well, I want that. I want oh, the Arai. Oh. No, you don't yeah. get the Arai for that free. That guy. You get this Vega for free. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Remember That's not that the one guy? I want. That's the one you're going to get, homie. Yeah. Yeah, no, anyway. You know, and again, it's the same thing, too. It's like, how many times have we taken care of somebody? Mm-hmm. It's like, hook them up in this. Again, you, you do it just because, you you know, you're yeah. just being you. But then you see this guy somewhere where you're working at, and he charges you full price when you damn well know he can do something about it. Yeah, it's it's scratching each other's back. Yeah. I but. Mean, again, Matt, it's just the point of the fact. Yeah. But anyway, enough of that. <laughs> um. So Chris is getting a hyper motard. Yep, getting a hyper motard. Um. Tyler's gonna ride his duck. More. Yeah. I have to go. It's supposed play. to rain tomorrow. Yeah. It's supposed to rain out tomorrow. It's supposed to rain this weekend. It's Tennessee. It's gonna change its mind every ten minutes. And then, I actually got up and was going to ride today. Was up on time. Everything. Early. Repeat that last part. Up oh, do time. you have a problem with showing up to work on time? No, just getting up on time. Just the getting oh, up part. Gotcha. I'm that guy that needs to be at work technically at 9.30, but Chris and I don't really pay attention to that. What's that so, like? Anyways, caught at 9 o'clock. I'm usually there by 8.15. I can, no. I don't know how you do it. It's like sit in the parking lot. Um, I'd fall asleep so and then be late for work. <laughs> I'm going to be working at 7.30. Yeah, I'm that guy, so you got to be at work at 9 o'clock. It takes 20 minutes to drive 
from my house to work. And I usually leave my house at about 8.35. I usually wake up at about 8.25. Notice how, this, I know this is an audio show, but no one can see the level of disgust and loathing that I have in my, in like on my face right now. Because, okay, you get there then, and you guys close at what, six? Yep. yep. Oh my god. Now, granted, we haven't been leaving till 6.45. Seven, seven thirty, eight. Depending on who walks in the door at six. Guys, I'm already uh, at six oh one. I'm leaving because I've been there for a ten hours straight. Oh, I know the. Feeling. I'm out. I'm not I kidding know the you. Feeling. Oh, my, my favorite is whenever we're in there and the lights, the whole entire lights in the dealership are off, other than the auxiliary lights in the center. Yeah, and then like the one little light over our cash door while we're counting down. We're Everything else off, no buy, no sales guys, and in walks somebody, and they just walk over, and they start walking around in a dark store, and then they walk up and go, hey, can I get somebody's help? No, we're closed. Get out. We closed 20 minutes ago. It's 6.20. What time y'all close? It's like you do Six. realize there are some places that if you come in after hours, they will shoot your ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, see, this I'm is armed. why you lock your door at 6.03. Well, yeah. well but anyway. I, I used to work for, for a dealership, actually two dealerships that I worked at, of the three. At 6 o'clock, the manager walked to the front door and locked it. Yep. He didn't care if you were in the store or not. Yep. We'll if, you, you if you were in the store, he stood up there next to next to the door, and when you got ready to leave, he'd let you out. So if you were already in the store at 6, but if it was if it turned 6 o'clock and that lock clicked and you walked up and knocked on the door and waved and, oh, I just need in for one thing, he'd open the door and say, can I help you? Yeah, I just needed to pick up, I just needed to get a part. Oh, well, we close at six, so come back tomorrow. Sorry, computer's already shut down. Yep. Yep. Which, and honestly, I, I think is something we need to do. But it also goes hand-in-hand hand with the fact that, you know, our salespeople tell pe- tell their customers it's okay for them to show up at six. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, which needs to come to an end. But anyway, we're talking about work. Somebody calls at 545. Hey, I'm ten minutes away. Can I, can I go ahead and come in and start the paperwork on buying this bike? No. No. Yeah. See you yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Anyway. It's just common courtesy. <laughs> yep. So, um, what else? Oh, snoochie boochies. Yeah, I had something else in my mind, but I, I can't remember what it is at the moment. Shout uh, out to Panyol oh. for building a jacket that didn't get damaged at all. It now has character. It has, it's just dirty. It's not even character. It's just like, <laughs> hey, yeah, I kind of need to wash it off a little bit. I got some saddle soap. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't you want any part of that. Hey, I was going to say, if you, <laughs> if you don't like a bike with character, don't own a speed dribble. No, well, that's a different style of different. They've got character, lots and lots of. Well, yeah, character. they actually work though. That, the character's coming from the des- motor design, not from the fact that you have to keep fucking with it. <laughs> but anyway, that's just me. Um, uh, um, we're about done. I think so. Kind of run out of steam. Yeah, you've been working all day, and you've been working all She's day, and I have out. So the Tina's asleep. Tina's asleep. Y'all don't she, quit she it. Her head. I'm getting pinched right now. <laughs> Ow! Quit it! <laughs> but uh, for listening through uh, through ten whole episodes of this, thank you thank so you much, so guys. Much. Uh, we still really like to hear from each and every one of you. Give us a call at two six two five. Go, go ride. ride, and then um, we are working on stuff to purchase. Yes, yes, we're uh, working on some fun working stuff. Working on some designs for some hats and stickers. Stickers will be the first thing to yeah. come out because I can make that here. Easily enough. And then maybe eventually oh. some t-shirts and that kind of yes. thing. Coffee um, mugs. 
Coffee mug. Sheet, yes. Oh, um, whatever. <laughs> those of us who don't drink coffee. Yes. And uh, anyone who jumps on our water. Patreon page, uh, which you did hear about in the intermission, uh, and you know, even Donate supports something. a dollar a month or whatever it is it takes to keep uh, poor bikes like Tyler's Ducati from freezing to death in someone else's garage. <laughs> um, anyone who jumps on the Patreon page, you will be the first ones to receive anything that we make. Yes. Uh, and uh, you will get the best surprises out of it mm-hmm. uh, as they come out. So please join us on Patreon, uh, Wingman's Garage. Uh, keep messages coming on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're all there. Got some stuff in the works for next month. Yes. Um, some... Maybe some different podcast locations. Yes. Maybe yes. some events that we're going to do and throw mm-hmm. out there. So, hey, come hang out. Yep. And you'll also be seeing some video projects from us. Finally, soon. we're going to get some yeah. videos going. Now that the, the winter is finally coming yes, to an end. Yes, winter is finally coming to an end. Although, I still have to put stuff together back together on my bike. Uh, we'll make that work. Um, oh, but, I need a few things, too. Yeah, well, yeah. you're not repairing things. Um, <laughs> he's probably repairing the mouse damage from being in Nash's garage. No, kidding. I did give my bice a bike a nice bice, my bice, my bice, uh, my that's bike, a, my, a very nice <laughs> sudsy wash yesterday, and cleaned it up and took the toothbrush. Oh, you were to naughty, it weren't you? And, uh, very <laughs> soapy oh, and sudsy. And... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, I guess we should call it a night. Yes. So. Again, thank you to, for listening to Wingman's Garage. This is Chris the Wingman. Tyler. And Daniel the Pretty Boy. Trying to figure out what Tyler's name is nowadays, apparently. Well, apparently. Any suggestions are more than welcome. We're I'm working gonna, on a YouTube Oh, don't show. even start. I'm going to call you this Kroger. This kid makes lists like no one's business. <laughs> I'm I, calling you Kroger. <laughs> so much that I know someone else is giving quite a lot of shit at work about his lists and his list <laughs> making. Yeah, I'll find out later. <laughs> I make lists. Yes, he's, he's the lister. It's oh. called brainstorming. Let's call you Craig from now on. Craig. <laughs> call you Milton for all I care. Anyways, before we keep rambling, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Wingman's Garage. For business inquiries, email us at podcasts at wingmansgarage.net.